Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe, your safe place to talk about anything strange, paranormal, fringe, and just basically anything. I want to hear it as long as it's not something like, you know, the weather or whatever. But we can talk about the weather. But, you know, I prefer all the strange stuff. Uh, tonight we have Tyler and we will add Chris in. So we have Tyler and Chris from Dockside Media. Surprise! Sorry. Do, you, do I need to drop you back out for a minute? No, no. I'm, okay, I'm, sorry. We surprised him. I'm good. So, um, <laughs> You're doing the intro right now, bud. Yeah, I, was so, told, I was told all the cool people show up late to parties and stuff. So oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. That's how our book club was earlier. We got some late people. And we love it. So, yes, uh, tonight I have Tyler and Chris to talk about their documentary. And I wish I would have put a picture up in the background. And I did not think about it until now. So I'm kind of crazy like that. I think of things at the last minute. And I'm like, that would be cool. But I didn't do it. So let's get started. You know, your documentary, I'm trying to send myself a picture of it so I can put it up, guys. Um, well, it's called Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure. And what it is, is my take on it was just, it was a beautiful message to me because it kind of talked this is like my take on it. You could tell me if I'm wrong. I want to go through the creative process too. But it's to me, it was really nice because it kind of joined together. A lot of things that we hear are being communicated from these non-human intelligences to contactees or experiencers. And it tied it all together in such a way that it told this beautiful story of what they want to give us as far as it's like a gift of knowledge that will help us expand our consciousness. And that's kind of what I took away from it. But I want to hear your creative process. First of all, thank you to everybody, probably like ninth of all, because I said first of all like nine times. Thank you to everybody in the chat for joining. I see Logan, Curious George, John, Arlene, Enzo. I appreciate you all. Anybody listening now, later, I really, really appreciate you. I'm going to apologize for my voice. Um, and I'm a little bit off flow because I haven't been doing anything for a week. So please forgive me. Um, but I just wanted to say thanks before we get started. Why don't you tell me about your journey, both of you? Why are you doing this? Because you have other documentaries that are based in fringe topics, paranormal topics. What, what made you decide to create such a unique production company, I guess? Um... I, th I would argue like maybe fate, destiny. It just, it happened really like Chris. Well, first off, Priscilla, thank you so much for having us on Quantum Witch Cafe. I loved talking to you a little bit in uh, the, 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 not green room, but whatever you Pre -show. call the little thing where the back room, whatever. Yeah. I loved it. And just hearing your story and, you know, this, this idea that you started this podcast because and the show because this is a topic that interests you and this is an outlet for you to talk to others about it and share that interest and build a community and that's just <clears throat> that fills me up you know my filmmaking journey was like very similar started um uh, i think well like uh, in like two weeks i think it'll be six years ago but i'm um, a single dad similar uh, situation where at the time my son was like uh, two and yeah, happened to see a uh, like a, a trailer come across the TV screen during a commercial. My brain that day, all of a sudden, just saw it as like, oh, dude, that's just like one second, two second, three second clips strung together to tell a story. I bet I could do that. And went out and did it with my cell phone and my son's like toy dinosaur, filmed like a fictitious 
trailer called the Dino Slayer, and that just ignited this passion. You can YouTube it. It's out there. But, dude, I loved it. I was like, yo, this is insane. And so it went from that to just repetitively making videos, um, getting cameras, drones, remote pilots license. You know, it's like anything else. Like, the more you do something, naturally, the better you get at it. And Chris, he's... His, he's uh, a similar journey as an independent filmmaker for the past six years or so. And back in August here of 2021, he's like, Hey Tyler, uh, do you want to start making documentaries, paranormal documentaries? I was like, yup, let's do it. And it went from this idea. Um, and instead of just thinking about it and talking about it, we just went and did it. The very first doc was uh, we were going to do about a local urban legend called the Seven Gates of Hell, which is in Hellum, Pennsylvania, near where I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, it would have been easy to shoot. It's about like uh, there's these seven gates that appear on this property uh, after midnight. If you go through all seven, after the seventh one, you're instantly transported to hell. I'm like, oh, wow. dude, this is, it's very interesting. It's closed. Yeah. We can uh, interview some people, the property owners. We can go try it ourselves, et cetera. And then I happened to stumble upon Anjali's story on Reddit, and that was right at the beginning of August. I'm like, Chris, she's giving a press conference here in front of the Lincoln Memorial. I think it was August 17th, I want to say. And I'm like, man, dude, it's only two and a half hour drive. What, what if we pivot? I'll go film that. People are going to be interested in it, and we can figure out what to do afterwards. And so I went and filmed that, and then... Uh, one thing led to another, and, and we, uh, we led to Sue Walker um, and then Clifford Mahooty. Oh, uh, yeah, Reverend both John amazing Paul people. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was crazy. I mean, if we would have sat down and scripted out, oh, dude, let's do a documentary called Conscious Contact Full Disclosure, yeah. we would have never, we just never would have got the story that we got. Man. Like, I can't, we just remained open. And then just ask people if we could sit down with them and hear their story. Like we didn't guide them. You know, we just let them share their story. Uh, I did all the filming. And then Chris, um, he, and I did a uh, editing on a bunch of the trailers. But Chris, he took all that footage. <clears throat> and he's just a beast um, when it comes to editing. And he strung it all together, like you said, to tell this beautiful story where there's a lot of overlaps and uh, intertwining pieces and, um, yeah, it, that, that was kind of, and Dockside Media, I mean, yeah, if I think you check the timestamps and the receipts, I mean, we LLC'd that thing. Oh, so I think if the, if the, uh, press conference was August 17th, uh, August 16th, I think is when it shows that we created the Dockside Media page. Cause, uh, I'm like, Chris, we need to, whatever, take photos. We need to start landing people somewhere and throw them some names. And we came up with Dockside Media, LLC'd it. And we've just been running and gunning since. That's amazing. So have you, um, how do you two know each other? Oh, we don't. No. Um. You don't? <laughs> well, you know, everybody meets online, even friends nowadays, right? Like, like one yeah. of my best friends, I've only met her in person one time. And she's like a sister to me. So it's, it's one of those things where I always, you know, even friendship stories, I like to hear how people kind of we, ended up together. <laughs> we went, I actually went. I think we were in elementary school together as well, but all through school, we weren't friends really. Like we were acquaintances. We weren't, we didn't dislike each other. Tyler was one of the cool kids cause he's super outgoing and I wasn't. So, um, we were never like 
friend friends. You know what I mean? We didn't hang out really or anything. I think we did do try it out for uh, the one. Uh, what was it called? Talent show where we played Proud Mary, but we did not get in. Um, we didn't get in. <laughs> we didn't get in. That was the end <laughs> of our friendship. Played, I liked it. I thought we played well. <laughs> I thought it was all right. You know, but... like, we thought we nailed it. <laughs> yeah, we thought we nailed it, but apparently not. Um, oops, my alarm's going off. So, um, yeah, no, we just started doing the filmmaking thing because uh, both in the area, Tyler, I don't, I think I we worked together on one commercial project before. And we did a, there's a local filmmaking thing called Vigium out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I think we both entered stuff into that and then saw that, hey, you know, we knew each other and we just started working together a little bit here and there. Um, and I'm a, I'm usually narrative filmmaking. So I made like 14 short films um, and I'm working on a feature now, but that's what I always liked making. And just the idea of making a documentary sounded really interesting to me because Narrative filmmaking is a really big undertaking that requires a lot of people, generally, to pull together a project, especially a feature length. And so I thought, Tyler, me and you could probably make a really interesting documentary and be something really fun to do. Um, because there's a lot of creativity there, especially when you film these interviews and you come back and like, I don't even, I didn't even know what they said because I wasn't involved in any of the interviews for this one. Um, so it was trying to piece together something that was uh, compelling, interesting, entertaining. And that was the fun part for me. And as far as it, why is we, we approach like the supernatural stuff that was because I like sci-fi and horror movies. So I wanted, this is just the kind of stuff that interests me. And I think is one entertaining, but interesting as well. Um, not to say we won't maybe, you know, do a different subject at some point, but these are just kind of things we're drawn to. Um, so yeah, it's just a, awesome. it's a good it's a good yin and yang of uh, for the team because like I said Tyler's super outgoing. I can say Tyler, will you find people and he'll call up people. He he has no problems hearing no or nothing. Um, I just don't have that in me to just randomly call up people and stuff. Yeah. So uh, so it works out really well. Um, and he's got like this great marketing um, mindset where he does the social media and really get, engages people. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and, and that's really helpful when we're doing interviews to make people comfortable. Um, so yeah, I think it works out really well and I'm loving it so far. This is conscious contact was our first one, but we're, you know, I'm starting to edit in plain sight, which is our Very next cool. alien alien documentary. Okay. Uh, with, so I did see you guys yeah. had some other things in the works. I wasn't sure if they yep. were released yet or not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool though. We have yeah. one and other movie out right Chris now. Is, yeah. It is a great yin and yang because Chris has, like uh, 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 tons of experience and background in graphic design, right? So he's making these sick posters for us. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, man, if either of us tried to do this ourselves, we wouldn't be able to do it, and we wouldn't have the same end product, just fact. Um, and so it, it was just this, man, this beautiful thing where our, our, our paths crossed, yeah, later in life um, through filmmaking and, and working on some stuff together and... and it's just been awesome that the more we do this, yeah, just the better we get. And we're really, we love Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure. And, um, you know, just the fact, we hope it inspires people like you, Priscilla, like with what you're doing with your channel and trying to build this community. It's like, oh, dude, yeah, if, if eight months ago, nine months ago, you know, we told you, oh, dude, we're going to get a, a UFO alien documentary picked up for distribution. 
I don't, like, I think I was the only one in the entire world that thought we had a shot. Like, Chris included. He's like, yeah, I didn't ah. think so. It only takes one. It only takes one person to say yes, though. Yeah. You and know, so like, I, one person to ask, one person to say yes. You're putting it out there, so. Yep. So, I think the sky's the limit for, you know, what you're doing as well. Uh, I just like talking to people like you, like both of you. Um, you know, we were talking before and he's like, hold on, we can go on forever. Don't ask me too many questions now. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, um, it's really, I love the fact that you guys reconnected later and I love the interests, you know, um, because I'm, I was that kid, you know, I loved all the paranormal stuff and everything. And, uh, it's, it's cool to meet more people like that because it was in, growing up, it was kind of weird to be into all of it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. Was it? Like you said, like you couldn't imagine that an alien documentary or a movie about contact with extraterrestrials or non-human intelligence would get picked up. And here you are doing it. So I think that's great. Yeah. And that's the other thing I think through this whole process is meeting these people and hearing their <laughs> stories and their, their, their genuine experiences. It's like, oh, man, you know, we hope that we can help destigmatize these topics and yes. allow people to just feel more comfortable just sharing it. Right. Because like. Oh, man, I know, yeah, the brain is just a fickle thing, man. And we can easily discount an experience that we've had just because, ah, nobody will believe me. They'll think I'm crazy. Right. Ah, maybe I didn't get enough sleep. I can't tell what that was. I mean, it was late. Like, there's just a number of things where we can easily write it off. And I think the more that people talk about this stuff and this phenomena, you know, hopefully we can help build momentum. And through that momentum, maybe we get more you know, uh, government pushes and, you know, and, more, and, and the scientific community looking into it more with things like the Galileo project and, yes. Globe. and so like, we're just, we're hoping that we can, because like the, the world's like, a, a the universe is such a mystery. And if people a hundred years ago, were talking about, yo, you'll be able to access every single bit of information in the palm of your hand instantaneously. Um, and you'll be able to talk and communicate to anybody. Like people would have said, bro, you're nuts. Get yeah. in the insane asylum. It'll never happen. And here we are, right? Talking on cell phones while flying in airplanes. Like you can like go to the bathroom at 30,000 feet, like stuff that yeah. our minds couldn't even con conceive a hundred years ago. So I always like contest like, dude, in a hundred years, what do, what, right. what will be commonplace that right now we just can't. It's not even on our radar. And it's consciousness is one of the next things, right, to develop with us. Um, you had you had such great guests. How did you come up with your line of guests? I know you mentioned you saw, you know, Angeli kind of burst into the scene from Reddit on the Twitter. And she mm -hmm. drew a lot of people. And you have, you know, Sue. And you have, um, what is the other gentleman's name one more time? Clifford Mahooty. Mahooty. I always mess up his name. Mahoody. Yeah, so he was an interesting. And he's been on other things, hasn't he? I've he seen on... Sue on something. Yeah. Ancient Aliens. He okay. was in a, uh, some other documentaries. Uh, he passed away. It might be like, I don't know, three or maybe even four months ago at this point. Oh, wow. So, so you kind of have like some of the last. I think we were the last people to sit uh, down with him. And it just gives like me chills. What an honor, right, to, you know, sit down with this Zuni Pueblo elder. Man. Yeah. And knowledge passed down from, you know generation of thousands of years of this like oral knowledge about star people and his own experiences and and then some of the stuff that he like said um 
now knowing that he has gone, you know, and passed, it's just, yeah. it's very yeah, that's amazing. And the stuff going on, uh, like globally, uh, just current events and stuff. I don't know. It, it, some of it lines up with what he was saying. Oh yeah. It's very, uh, very, very fascinating. But so how we, again, we saw Anjali, my brain sees, oh man, former Department of Defense Intelligence Officer is given, is going to talk about extraterrestrials that uh, she met in a uh, base uh, in the in a mountain in the Mojave Desert. I'm like, well, dude, I mean, it just takes a tremendous amount of courage to go do that in a public forum in that place. Um, so I'm like, well, we got to, yeah, we need to go, uh, we need to film it. And then same deals, like, uh, I reached out to her, so I was able to put a lav mic on her, which is why we had clean audio. Um, I ran three cameras and a live stream off the phone during that whole event, so I had a lot of fun running around. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it was super crazy. Like, I just, I love that stuff. Um, I love the whole filming process. And from there, then I had seen that uh, Sandia Wisdom, is the is the Twitter handle, but that's Sue Walker and the Ponte extraterrestrials. Right. They're communicating uh, through there on Twitter, and so I had I had noticed that the Ponte confirmed or corroborated that there was an extraterrestrial base in the in the mountains in mountains in the Mojave Desert. I happened to like notice a tweet during when the whole on uh, Jolly thing when it was ramping up there um, over the summer or end of summer, early fall. And then so reached out to Sue. I think I was out there interviewing her a couple weeks later. Uh, she led to Clipper Mahooty, which I was out interviewing him a couple me uh, couple weeks after that. And while I was out interviewing Clipper Mahooty, it was like, oh, the Reverend John Polk's in the area. He's three hours north, whatever. I'll just Very go cool. up and interview him as well. And then yeah. got, uh, Lampy. And then I'm like, oh, after John, I'm like, oh, well, I'm only like two hours from the Grand Canyon. I got to go up and sleep there like, so I can wake up. It sounds like an amazing uh, series of events. And they say when you're doing something you're supposed to be doing that it just all kind of happens like that. It's like a cascade, um, one thing after another. But that's amazing. How'd you like the Grand Canyon? So, uh, breathtaking. I mean, it, it's great to be in my, you know, mid I guess going into late thirties or whatever, and just see these things that as a, as a child, you know, you just really don't appreciate. And just remember no, no, my no. dad saying, um, like we'd go to Gettysburg, right. As a kid and go on a tour of the battlefield and just get bored after not too <laughs> long. And, you know, now Chris and I, we just finished, or we just got the ghosts of Gettysburg picked up where we're camping out on haunted grounds there. So cool. And like, and I'm so, I love stuff like that. That's like my dream is to do more like paranormal investigation. Come um, with just, us, follow Dockside Media. We're asking, yo, we're going to do a camp out at a haunted cemetery. You're welcome. Oh to my come goodness. Along. That'd be so cool. I'll be on that side of the country. I'm moving to Baltimore, so I'll be a little closer. There you go. There I'm you in go. Kentucky Perfect. right now and I haven't got, I haven't been able to check out. There's a Gates of Hell Cemetery here. Um, there's tons of battlegrounds. There's also Waverly Hills which I was supposed to do an overnight paranormal investigation. And then I got COVID, which mm. sucked. <laughs> but yeah, I, w I really want to do stuff like that. I'm slowly getting like equipment. You know, that's one of my, that's like my next thing I want to do. And it's like a weird goal, but um, I just, you know, I find it all, anything weird, unknown, 
I think that scares people I find fascinating for some reason. It's a, just yeah, a spooky it was, kid. <laughs> it's a super cool experience. Like we got to go and camp out over a battleground in Gettysburg where, you know, people were buried and do a seance and all kinds of stuff. Oh, it was wow. just insane. So, like it's once in a lifetime kind of stuff. What did you do a seance with? Are you a witch or do you know anybody that's a witch? We had um, we had a medium there. Okay, medium. Okay. Uh, yeah, and she did the Espies method. Um, Espies. And we also, oh, sorry, Estes. And we also had uh, a spirit box as well. And so, those, yeah, yeah, it was just a bunch of really interesting. St- and I, I like, I knew nothing about this world. Like I, I always liked that kind of stuff. But yeah. I was, you know, I'm I'm way more skeptical. Um, between Tyler and I, he's he's a bit more open minded <laughs> than I am. Um, so that was even more interesting to me because uh, as we put these documentaries out, like I'm telling people that I've known for a while, and then we made this and they're like, oh, really? Like, I didn't know they even had interest in this kind of well, stuff. People love this sort of stuff. Yeah. They're afraid to talk about it. Exactly. So <laughs> everything that's is I, stigmatized. Right. If it's not straightforward, I'm going to church Sunday. I'm eating roast at nighttime. And, you know, like right, it's got to exactly. be so shallow out in the world. So you don't want to say like, hey, I'm a medium and. Um, somebody's spirit visited me. You know what I mean? Or you don't want to say, oh, I wouldn't yeah. camped out. You know, yeah. <laughs> or I like ghosts. I want to go ghost hunting. People are going to be like, that's weird. So many people like get, are afraid of the unknown. So I don't blame yeah. them. But then there's weirdos like us that are like, that's scary. Let's do it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it was super it's fun. It was super rush. interesting. Yeah. It, it yeah, is. I mean, and that stuff, we're staying up all night. Like, yeah. Again, I mean, this, the good. We're here to talk about conscious contact, full disclosure, but I absolutely think the of, <laughs> sorry. The ghost of Gettysburg, real quick, is just it's nuts. Like, we filmed almost the entire thing in like Weekend. 24 hours. Yeah. We got all these interviews, did the camp out, did the got up the next morning at daybreak out onto the battlefield, um, filming B roll with, with reenactors. So it looks so great. Um, so it's just this idea of like, oh man, dude, people, we hope Very we inspire cool. people, like, dude you can do a lot more than, than you give yourself credit for. Like if you just straight up try. You're, you jumped right in though. You jumped mm-hmm. right in. And I really admire that because I don't know, like sometimes when you have these ideas, it just rolls around your head forever and you never actually, you get lost into the details or um, I can't remember. This is somebody said this about arguing, but your message gets lost in your mess. But to me, mm-hmm. that's my head. Like when I have these ideas, my whole idea will get lost in the mess of details. So I'm very happy that you two just were like, let's do this. Let's jump in that, um, yeah. and get it get it going. I'm going to say thank you to John really fast. He just supported the channel. Thank you so much, John. You're always so supportive when you're here. I really appreciate you. I appreciate everybody, but um, that is above and beyond, sir. I appreciate you. Nice. I just want to give a shout out. I don't have like a, you know, I don't have a lot of followers, so I like to shout appreciate them out. people shout them out. as it yeah, comes, no, you know. No. It's awesome. Uh, and those people so don't realize how much the, like those small gestures mean to creators. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like that right there can make your entire week. Man. Oh, so I mean like John, I literally spend it on coffee. Like are you guys are parent are you a parent, Chris? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah I literally spend it on coffee. So yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, coffee I hear or you. books. Coffee or so alcohol. Let, or yeah, books, sure. <laughs> Mega pints is the thing, gentlemen. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> we're talking about conscious contact. I'm sorry. I could talk to these guys. You know, I don't get to talk to a lot of people. 
So when I do, I'm like, oh, let's talk about ghosts. But you're definitely going to have to come back on to talk about that documentary yeah, when love it's to. done. We will. But right now we're talking about conscious contact. So I did have one question and I told Tyler about it. And I was very, I felt very protective over Anjali when everything was happening with her. Um, and there was a lot of stuff, like a lot of people still kind of gave her grief at the end. And we've got mm -hmm. people going out of their way to disprove her and throw her out on the bus. But here's the thing that I noticed, even if they're right or if she's right or if she's telling the truth, her message that she gave was so beautiful. Yes. So why did you decide to make Chris? You had a lot of footage from Anjali in there mm -hmm. and it's a controversial move. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I thought what she was saying was gorgeous and it mm -hmm. fit in with everybody else's messages of peace and contact and all that beautiful stuff. So, so what, what made you decide to keep that as a main component of your documentary versus kind of shying away from somebody controversial? Sure. I mean, well, for one, we're not trying to make any sort of narrative. Like we didn't go into this with an idea of the story in mind. We just, you know, heard her speech. We captured these interviews. And what sticks out to me is that she's very passionate and she believes what she says. She is a sincere individual and <clears throat> her last message, like I think is probably the best thing in the movie and it comes through so passionate and I love it. And like you said, you can take whatever you want to believe because people come in with all of their preconceptions to everything in life. Um, and as at least as I get older, it's something that I try and change. Like I started therapy like a year and a half ago. And with that and with like meditation and stuff, really try to change that mindset of your perception in life because I feel like so many people live in a bubble and they, they have this daily thing and they see the same stuff over and over again. And so they come to something and they're like, I know what that is. So like I started doing hypnosis at therapy and I, when my therapist said, let's do hypnosis, I was like, okay, because I see it in a movie and I'm like, you're going to like wave something in front of my face and I'm going <laughs> right. to fall asleep. Like it's, I don't think it's real. Like, like I don't believe Like that. the old school pendulum, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's me though. Like I came into it with already like these preconceived notions of what this thing was. And then when I did it, I found out it's not that it's something different and it works. It's something real. And so that kind of opened my mind to a lot of things because I didn't live in Jolly's life. I didn't experience the things she did. She did. And so I can discount her message or I can at least keep an open mind to it. And so that's kind of the whole goal by the end of the film is like you hear these people's stories and their personal experiences. And to me, they all come out very sincere and legitimate in that they believe everything they're saying. And so I didn't experience it, but I am open to it now. And that last message that Njali says you can take whatever your your beliefs are about aliens or spirituality or whatever, but it's a really positive message. And I'm not like a religious person at all, but she talks about things in a way that I'm like, yeah, like it's inspiring in a lot of ways. So I was really proud of that. I think that's something me and Tyler talked about a few times where it was like, man, we really this end of this movie, like we really like brought it home. Like Tyler says, like the end of Rocky or something like, or like you're like running yeah. up Rocky, Rocky four. four. Yeah. Like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> now I'm hearing the song like, in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. If you and, can't hear the song in your head, you're too young to be listening to this. <laughs> that's right. So, but that actually kind of shaped the dark side media thought process in a lot of ways, I think. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, Tyler, and you can disagree if you want, but like we kind of shoot for 
a open positive message by the end of our things where it's just like hopefully a little inspiring because we don't <laughs> we can make a documentary where it's just like critical and narcissistic and like you know like just toxic but in there's a lot of so ways. much of that out there there's so and much of that out there i just don't want to leave that in the, like I, I don't enjoy that like i i don't want the toxicity i want to leave a positive message so that's why like and yeah we do we have gotten things about Injali. we've gotten reviews and stuff about it and that's fine like people can have their own opinions i don't care i thought uh her message was interesting and compelling and so i think it i like it like i like it in there you that's <laughs> And it's no, our it movie, so with it. It fit with it. No, I thought yeah. it was beautiful, and I, yeah. I just had to ask because I know other people are going to ask. Um, and, and the yeah, other we thing knew to that keep in going mind in. is we we had this thing done at the beginning of November. True, right? So if you watched it then, it's a, you know, we're in a whole different time frame now. It took us this long to get it picked up for distribution, and then another ninety days after we got it picked up, right? So we wish. Well, whatever. It just, um, you know, it's been done since November, since like November yeah. 1st of 2021. So that's Pe another reason why we left it, left her in. Uh, and yeah, it's a great message. I mean, like I was just raised to be respectful of everybody, man. Absolutely. Like regardless of what their opinion, if they're not out there intentionally trying to harm people, Dude, like respect their opinion. If you walked in their shoes and had their experiences, you'd probably think and act a lot like they do. Yes, so, and it's also like you can disagree, but you don't have to go out of your way to maim oh, yeah, somebody. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I have, I know some very utilitarian people, and it's this is this and this is that, or they have the mm -hmm. whole Kantian thing going where they're like, oh well, the, you know, all this, you know, will lead to something better. The, you know, it's just, it's just the the. The, med the delivery of people's disagreements is so disrespectful now. So I'm glad that you guys stay true to right. your vision and kept her and her message in there. I mean, that's the internet now. There's just like a level of anonymity or something there where people just say some of the most like horrible stuff because they think they can get away with it or whatever. But you got to like, as a creative, you have to sift through that stuff and find the actual like helpful critiques. Like, I'm always open to hearing critiques about our stuff and how we can improve and whatever, like, or an honest opinion. But if it's just like an ad hominem attack, like, you just, you have to ignore it because you get them. Like, everybody gets them when you put oh, yourself on the internet. So, yeah. oh my God, my first week on Twitter, I was like, are you serious? Like, I'm minding my own damn business. <laughs> yeah. People go out of their way just to pick up, pick on people. But, you know, you know how it is. Like you said, that's just the world. And, and people have grown, you know, just comfortable with being like that on an mm -hmm. online platform. So yeah, I want to ask. And the world's just so big. It's that like, dude, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. Yeah. 50% of the population most likely is going to disagree with you. If I'm hitting fit, if I'm hitting 500, if I'm batting 500, dude, I'm, I'm loving life, dude. If one out of every two people I come across is picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. I'm crushing it, dude. Because like. Just the way the, the world is very polarized today, man. And so, um, yeah, we're just trying to be, put out good vibes, man. Good energy. Into well, you're the world. doing it. You're you're both. Um, you both seem like you're like really good people because I saw you on um, Savi's channel, Savita. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. and I was and that was awesome to see you guys there because I was like, I don't, I've never talked to these guys. And I'm just going to have them on. And it's, it's a little nerve wracking for me to meet new people. Believe it or not. I mean, that's what I do, I guess, every week. But. But you know how it is. Um, yeah. 
But oh, yes, yeah. you know, um, what I want to ask, so conscious contact, you, this is a very bold thing to make, you know, just the whole contact situation and bringing the consciousness aspects into it. And I'm about it. Like, like my grandma was a medium. I have the same gift. I'm a witch. I, I study different religions. You know, I'm very open-minded to a lot of things, but what does it mean to you? Did you have either of you had any contact experiences or even just UFO experiences like light in the sky type of thing? Go ahead, Tyler. Cause you had a few. <clears throat> Um, you, uh, let's see. So like UFOs hap and again, this is why I just, I assume that there has to be thousands upon thousands of legitimate sightings for every like one that is reported to MUFON, right? Because I'm out, uh, on doing a camp out by myself for uh, secrets of the Sasquatch. Another documentary we got picked up that's coming out the beginning of July here. But I'm out there setting up this tent. It's like 20 degrees out. Um, I happen to see this like UFO tracking from like right to left. Uh, I'm like, oh, dude, what is that? It's a bright light, but who knows what it is. And then it like stopped and was like dropping, stop, drop, stop, drop, stop. I'm just like, what? Fumble for my phone to get out, get video. And by the time like I, I get the video out, like it's down past the tree line. I'm like, oh, man. But... Like, I didn't have time to really think it through because, like, if I didn't get a fire, if this tent finished and, like, build a fire ring and get a fire started, like, I was going to die. Like, I needed, like, it was 20 degrees. Like, out, out in the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere by myself. So, and I never reported. I think I made, like, a Reddit post or something like that. Hey, did anybody see this? But, like, I didn't file any report to MUFON. And I'm, like, an outgoing guy, right? I don't have problems doing that. So it's like, oh, well, if I'm not doing that, geez, there's... You know, it, it must darn near take an act of God to get somebody to actually file a formal report. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so there's that. Um, before I went out and interviewed Sue Walker, uh, on the uh, website, officialfirstcontact.com, <clears throat> the Pontee dictated to sue a telepathy 101 primer so it's like a little study guide on how to begin practicing telepathy so uh for due diligence sake i <clears throat> i went i read through this telepathy 101 primer uh tried it two times both times had odd experiences the one uh like this extraterrestrial being like appeared in front of me like my eyes were closed but it seemed like they appeared five feet in front of me which was super trippy because as a filmmaker like whenever i picture a scene or something like it's up in my mind's eye it's like up here it's like not physically in front of me so it was like real weird oh, and the sense. image was like not like yeah afterwards like my brain i'm like okay well like where would i pull this image from what movie what what magazine you know what piece of pop culture and it right. was like a completely original image of an extraterrestrial. So it was real wild. I don't, so who knows? Maybe I, I did have some sort of contact. And the second part was, um, oh, during uh, this to, uh, trying telepathy the second time, I feel like water droplets dropping on me. I'm like, what? what? I'm sitting under a tree. I guess it's raining. I don't know. Like, open my eyes. Like, confirm there's actual water. Like, a couple droplets on my arm. I'm like, yo, this is weird. Hair's on the back of my neck standing up. I'm like, yo, I got to finish this up. 
and go over and look in the pool and make sure I see like droplets of water and confirm this is raining. I'm not losing my mind. And yeah, wrapped it up, go look in the pool. It's like not raining. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I don't know. I've heard know. people Maybe talk the about tree... that before. The yeah, drops of at... water. Yeah. That's a com. It's not common, but it is a thing. Like, um, I've heard of other people talking about that. And so it's just like somebody told me it was the way that you're registering um, entities coming through, whether it be ghosts, spirits, whatever you want to call it, or um, interdimensional beings. So, right on. Which makes sense. Um, because so, so many people report that yeah. before having um, an experience of, and not just an ET experience, like a spiritual experience or. Yeah. So dude, there was those, there was another thing after I interviewed Sue, she had said, Hey, um, like at the end of the interview, she's just like, uh, Hey, I found like a lot of the, the, the people who come and interview me, they, the Ponte happened to visit them afterwards, especially if they, like declare out loud that they're okay with it. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, I'd be okay with it. I'd be fine. She's like, what about your son? I'm like, Oh yeah, he'd be fine with it. And sure enough, I get back and there was like, I, I think it happened the second or third day after I turned, but like my son's medication disappeared like three times. It was like real weird. His uh, inhaler disappeared like while we were getting ready to do this like physical therapy thing. Um, we're looking for it, reach down in this recliner, pull out this slinky that had been lost for a year. We had reached <laughs> in this recliner a hundred times since last year. Never any oh, slinky wow. in there. The slinky pops out. My son's like, what? Where? And then the <laughs> inhaler pops up like a few feet away on the floor. I'm like, bro, we just, we did a standard CSI grid walk. It was not yeah. there. Where did this come from? Um, and so just some weird odd thing. And then. My son's getting a little nervous and stuff. I'm like, bro, hey, it, I'm just trying to call it. Dude, it could be a number of things. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and I said, dog, on the, you know, he was like, well, it's, and somehow the Ponte came up or whatever, or extraterrestrials. And thankfully, aliens were introduced into Fortnite, like, last summer. Oh, yeah. So he was already up to speed on aliens. So it <laughs> Well, was, even Paw know, Patrol has aliens. Like, I, I remember exactly. watching one. It's so. not a tough talk these <laughs> days. So he was already up. And so uh, he knew I was interviewing Sue, and I just keep it obviously very uh, low key. But but it was uh, he was like, oh, dude, what if they're going? And home? How so old is your son now? He's eight. Oh wow! Uh, okay. He was seven at the time. That's awesome. And he's like, oh, what what if they uh, harm us? I said, bro, if if any extraterrestrials were going to harm us, they would have already done it, bro. We'd be we'd be gone. And I said, here's the deal, yo, Ponte, if you are out there messing with us, yo, please make Dad the best filmmaker in the world and dude i'll be damned if we didn't get three documentaries picked up since then for distribution and the fourth oh, one wow chris is we just finished filming it um and chris is like starting to edit it here so i don't know if the ponte are out there bro I, like, <laughs> they, they helping me out because i've been open to it so you guys can be open to it as well yeah you'll have to put me in contact with sue even before hearing that i really would i would love to talk to her so um, and she just seems like such a peaceful person and her artwork's just gorgeous too. So like, and the, the, the how she learned how to do the artwork, artwork just blows my mind on top of it all. Like, it, that'd be like me, like I'm horrible at drawing. Like I'm not a talented person when it comes to art. So if, if one day I was drawing these aliens, it looks super realistic. Like, like her, her images look alive to me. Like they all have their personalities and the, the lines and the texture and all of it is just so detailed and beautiful. 
and to be taught have like an extraterrestrial art teacher like how how wild is that and i know some people could be like oh really but yo priscilla i would argue like the narration that was written for conscious contact full disclosure uh the ghost of gettysburg secrets of the sasquatch all these documentaries dude like it i like i don't know where it came from like it was pure inspiration right like it would be no different like whether it was divine inspiration ponte inspiration i don't know where it came from but i didn't sit down with the idea of oh i need to write words to narrate this movie i'm driving my car and these would just come to me right and i'd dictate them into my phone or when i'd park i'd write type them out and send them to chris and he'd log them i'd be like bro here's some potential narration and we would just keep logging these lines until we had enough for the movie so it's like the same deal like i don't know where that came from it came from elsewhere for sure well they say you know like jacques filet you study the phenomena the phenomena will still study you back so um i'm i'm a bit i when you work with i've had a lot of crazy experiences too so i totally get it not um extraterrestrial related but at one point i had bought a dream catcher from a, a gentleman that passed away and he's arizona native i'm from arizona so um, it was like one of his last dream catchers. And I start having this dream of a native guy when I put it up. And um, he's teaching me how to use um, different stones for each chakra. And this is when I just started like kind of wondering like what chakras were. Um, I wasn't d- far down the rabbit hole. I was more into like the spirits and alien stuff. So, um, but he was like, you take this one and you put it here and it'll help this chakra. And he's telling me about this chakra. And then he'd be like, now wake up and write it down. And this went on like all night. And I was like, bro, please, you know? And, and you know what though? I said, Hey, I had to go to sleep. I had to wake up like in two hours. I did write everything. He never came back. I think that I upset him because I was, he's here teaching me the spiritual knowledge. And I'm like, bro, I'm tired, you know? And he's like, okay, bye. Back into the dream catcher portal, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I probably should apologize to him now that I'm more, awakened with um, how spirits work you know that'd be like you telling me like oh i'm gonna tell you about my documentary and i'm like okay good night i'm over you know what I mean? like, <laughs> you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to be my friend too much longer <laughs> what about you chris have you had any craziness happening since you've been making the documentary throughout your life any any cool things or unexplainable things um not ufo stuff i have had some paranormal stuff like me and tyler experienced one thing on the ghost of gettysburg and then I also had something from my childhood, which was a little weird. Um, I grew up in the same neighborhood Tyler's currently living in right now. And so the houses are exactly the same there. And there's a room, a bedroom, where there's like the corner. It goes and there's against the wall is a closet, but it's like halfway up. It's like at your waist. It's this closet that goes up to the attic. But when I was like, I don't know, like eight, ten years old or something like that, I moved my bed into that corner. And so my where I was laying my head right next to me was this closet door. And it was only, I only slept there one night cause I just heard voices all night long and it was disturbing. And I really like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I could have been, wow. I don't, it could have been like a hobo living in the attic or something. I have no idea, <laughs> but I never, I moved my bed back the next day. Um, and that was something that stuck with me cause it's really bizarre. Um, and then when we were doing ghosts of Gettysburg, we were, doing some interviews and everybody saying, have you had any electronic issues like electronics? Cause <laughs> your, your stuff will have problems. It's like, no, we haven't had anything. We get out to the, the battlefield 
Gettysburg Battlefield, and I had this big battery box that I had got because I shoot like dance recitals and stuff, and sometimes that stuff is outside, and I need to be able to plug in my cameras and stuff. And I had only used it once before. It's like a $500 thing. And I go to turn it on there, and it immediately shuts off. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and then Tyler had so like this, trying to say hi. <laughs> yeah, and then Tyler had a coffee maker because we were staying up all night and we're like desperate for coffee and stuff. And nice. he's like, yeah, I've used this my in my kind car. of guy. <laughs> yeah, you use this in my car all the time and stuff. And we go to use that and it wouldn't work either. I was like, what is going on? So it was just like weird. Oh wow! You, you guys need to get a jet oil. <laughs> so I don't know what it was. It could have been coincidence. I don't know or not, but it was weird, right? Because everybody's saying we're going to have these issues, and then we did. Right. So, I mean, it will if you're yeah. in a very active place. Um, yeah, I like your guys' coffee stuff. Like, I don't even have anything crazy to do tonight, but I literally have the hillbilly. I call it the hillbilly jar. There you go. It's just literally a jar. Of <laughs> so. I mean, I make it in the Keurig, so I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit polished, but I'm there like, there you go, there you go. I'm, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the thing about like conscious contact, though, is we get a lot of people talk about like the woo side of this stuff because there's like a spirituality to a lot of the stuff that people are talking about. But for me, as a more skeptical person, there's also it makes more sense to me this idea of directly implanting thoughts into people's heads because. We, we talk about this stuff now, like communication, language. It's it's a really poor way of getting my thoughts to somebody else. Like it's the only way we have. It's rudimentary. I say I make these sounds out of my body and then Tyler has to take those sounds and try and figure out what I'm meaning when in my head I can perfectly visualize or, you know, have these thoughts. And if we're a civilization that started a thousand years before humanity or whatever, the technology growth, right? They're a thousand years ahead or even a hundred years ahead. Like ideally, that's where humanity will eventually get to, right? Like, isn't that the best way to get your thoughts to somebody else is to literally pass them over uh, subconsciously or, you know, consciously? I don't know. Um, so that's why I like when I hear like the woo thing, I'm like, yeah, I get that. It's cool because there's spirituality to it. But it also to me makes the most sense from a skeptic's point of view of like, an alien race communicating with somebody. Yeah, I'm yeah. with what Ju Curious George just said. I always bring that up, dude. Neuralink, yeah. it's like, bro, in yes. three years, yes. are we not going to be do? Is that not telepathy? Oh, it's only a matter of time. In, if, in like, you a, know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, think about, like, the people that you're closest to. You kind of do it. Like, like, I can look. People joke about it, but it's a real thing. Like, you can look across the room at your friends and just kind of just, like, they read your, it's like they read your mind or mm. if you're living with somebody it gets to the point where you're like what did you say and they're like i wasn't thinking out loud you'll hear them it's so strange so and that's just little glimpses of what we're getting right now in our little brain development stage that we're in but i do believe that we're able to expand that because i, I don't think that we need a certain morphology to tap into this um, consciousness that we share with non-human intelligences, spirit world, um, Sasquatch even, who I love as well. So, I mean, it's just so interesting, all of it. And we think of ourselves in such a limited capacity where these bodies, we have these limitations, our brains only do this, 100%, but we forget yeah. about all of our little energetic feelers and the, and the electricity that we make from our body has a field. People don't talk about that. So everything does, though. It's really funny how people are so limited in their, they limit their own capabilities, if that makes any sense to me, when they think so small. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, too, because, like, there's just so many ways we manipulate the brain already. Like, if you suffer from anxiety or depression, like, you can get on a drug that helps with that because there's, like, a you know, an imbalance in your brain chemistry. But you can also meditate and, like, I don't know, like, it sounds crazy, but there is, like, an actual thing that happens when you do those things your brain is so much more powerful than people realize i think um again it's just like i think a closed-minded thing i think i think people just need to open their eye open their minds a little bit more and try these things out yeah it's like i always bring up about the placebo effect yeah i mean it's if it works it works man it's (laughs) scientifically documented i mean it's not going to work for everybody but whatever for some people a percentage, whether it's pain medication, antidepressants, yeah, anxiety medicine, somehow, if you give yeah, them tell, a sugar tell pill. Tell that to somebody. That you, tell somebody that heart feels like they think their heart's going to explode. You give yeah. them a sugar pill, and then they don't feel shitty anymore. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? Who cares? It's working. It's making them feel better. It's making them feel healthy. I, and that somehow, that mind is yeah. controlling those pain receptors. It is, you know, it's it's doing these things that, it's creating you know i think therefore i am right like isn't that uh, i ha- yeah i had that experience where i know the brain can control these things because <laughs> i had like this massive pain in my stomach and back for like a week and then i was on the floor like in a fetal position dying i'm like oh my god i had to go to the er i go to the er and they're like oh it's gas you're fine <laughs> go home and i'm like okay like, i go what? home yeah, I go home, it subsides a little bit, and then it came back awful. I'm on the ground and, again, laying on the like, it's the worst pain in my life. I go back to the ER. Again, there's nothing wrong with you. It's gas. But we'll just do this dye test, check your gallbladder and stuff out. Okay. I was like, okay. So it was, like, scheduled for, like, three weeks away. Eventually, the pain just goes away. I'm like, okay. I guess it was nothing. I go do this dye test. I'm like, whatever. I'm driving home from the hospital. And they call me up and they're like, you need to turn around right now, come back to the ER, your gallbladder is blocked. Like you need to have surgery oh, wow. right now. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and that's so kept... painful. Yeah. And they're so like, painful. they're like, no, you're, you, you, you need to come back. I'm like, you guys have been telling me I'm fine. And I'm like, can I go home and get clothes first? And they're like, no, you need to come now. And they're like, I get there at the ER and they're like, are you not in pain? I'm like. I don't know. Not anymore. You told me <laughs> there was nothing wrong with me. And they're like, you should be in so much pain. And so it was just like, I got, I was convinced I somehow I convinced my mind. I was making it up. The pain wasn't real. My mind's like, okay, pain's not real, I guess. And I didn't feel it anymore when I had this like massive blockage. And then I had my gallbladder removed that same day. So it's crazy. Like that, that right there proved to me like, okay, there's the power of the mind here. Uh, there is something to it. And our, I think our view is like narrow, right? Like we're thinking like Chris, yeah, but dude, if another intelligent species evolved a thousand, a hundred or a thousand years before us, where would, where would they be at technologic likewise, bro? Like the universe is what, I don't know, 16 billion years old, 18 billion, whatever it is. It's like teens of billions, right? Dude, what if a species has evolved a billion years yeah. before us like it's and that's just the physical aspect possible. yeah that's just like the the yeah. physical universe universe we're not even thinking about you know other dimensions of possible mm-hmm. you know like there's physicists say you know there's other dimensions we're not even yeah. thinking about that where everything around us is kind of governing like time 
um, how we touch things, how heavy we are, how, how our body has evolved. It's all relating to earth and its specific gravity. And what if they don't have gravity? What if they're just energy or what if they're just lighter in general, like the, the animals we see in the ocean? Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, you're right. Like but, there's so, so many things that people apply to is like, oh, it's fake. It's supernatural. It's magic. Right. It's not real. And it's like, okay, but until the day science actually explains it, then they believe. But like, like, you know what I mean? Like keep an open mind about that stuff because just because we don't know what it is doesn't mean it's not real and not happening. We right, just haven't right. explained it yet. Yeah. Discovering things every day, you know, um, that's why the whole quantum witch thing happened is obviously people are like, what kind of witch are you? You know, and I'm like, well, I'm not really a green witch. I'm kind of a house witch. You know, I'm not this kind of, I'm like, why do I have to be a kind of witch? It's all physics anyways. Like, I really think that putting your intention out and, you know, out there and magic as people view it, prayer even as people view it, miracles, mm -hmm. I think it's all going to be explainable once we get the, the way to explain it with the different types of equipment. And it's going to take a while, but I mean... I'm kind of just hoping that everybody has an experience and we don't have to keep trying to prove things. Yeah. But at the same time, it's going to take some people. Some people need to see it to believe it. So, um, and some Conti, people will never believe everybody. anything. So, yeah, yeah, exa yeah, exactly. <laughs> a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I am a foodie, but I have, but, so yes, I'm kind of a sandwich too. <laughs> um, yeah, so it sounds like this journey has changed you and I won't keep you for too much longer. Um, cause we're coming up on the hour and I want to like keep you guys. I know everybody's got things to do. It's like the weekend. Whatever. You're good. You're, okay. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. I like hanging out. So I mean, I'm okay with going a little bit over or yeah. over until we're done. What, what, it seems like you had some transformations happen in your life while making this documentary and you had mentioned, you know, you kind of started exploring the phenomena and telepathy and then even trying to initiate contact with you know, the Ponte and you started having these things happen. What is the biggest thing that's changed for you besides all these opportunities, like on a personal level, a spiritual level, or, you know, something like that? Uh, you know, I think, man, so wait, what, uh, what was it again? Refra or say that question, the last part again? So what, what is, is really what is like the most changed? personal change that's happened to you during this process? Because it sounds like both of you have had such an amazing journey. Like what is like, the biggest kind of realization or change that you've had while filming um, this conscious contact? Yeah. Good question. I think it's the, uh, and just this idea of, man, we can, we can do anything we put our minds to, right? And that applies to filmmaking, but does that apply to, right? Like you mentioned intention, like how did we get this beautiful documentary conscious contact full disclosure picked up by 1091 pictures like i tell chris every day i'm like chris bro how many people do we know that would kill to get one documentary picked up by a legitimate dis distributor let alone three and we're getting our fourth picked up here shortly and it's like dude you know i i feel like this is fate destiny right somehow like all these events happen to where we're on Quantum Witch Cafe with you, Priscilla. Mm -hmm. And I would have never thought that in a billion years. And so I think maybe one of the, the I guess probably the biggest thing that I've learned is to be open to like what the universe, like the universe's journey, right? And not have 
not be set in my ways and have set expectations. Because if I would have had expectations or uh, grand ideas of how to execute all these things to get where we're at today, I would have failed miserably. But the fact that Chris and I followed our hearts, really, to, I hate to say, like, sound corny, but we, we just, yeah. We, no, we, I mean, it's true, though. The like, look, there's nothing wrong with corny. Yeah. It's just people are so off put by people expressing their happiness and blessings. It's, it's, you don't have to do that here. If it, right. corny, it's not corny. It's real. This is what you're feeling. This is what's happening. So, yeah. so please I mean, express it. Oh, oh. We, we exp like we experienced that with in plain sight. Like how long we were waiting. We we're like, we need this one more interview. And you kept saying like, oh, it'll come. It'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll put that out there in the universe and it'll come. That pendulum keeps swinging. It's going to come. And then we landed, you know, Rick Doty, which was perfect for the documentary. So like, I don't know for me. It's just so cool hearing all these people from all over the, the country and, and some of the world. And it's like their, their personal stories and their experiences. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's like the same thing of like when you, if you go travel somewhere and like see like a different culture and like, oh, this is so much different than my life. And it opens your mind to these things in the world being different than what you think it is in a lot of ways. So that's what I like, but also I get to flex a lot of creativity with this stuff. And so it's super fun. Like, uh, it's fun for me for to sure. edit. It's like tedious to some people, but like, I love it. I love crafting these movies, but then also like, we're going to do this, uh, ghost in the graveyard film where we're going to go camp out at some haunted graveyards and stuff. And I'm really excited for that. Just cause not Sounds only like, like a fun experience. Yeah, exactly. It's just gonna be super fun to go do. And hopefully we, we experience something if we don't. That's okay, because we're going to invite random people we don't know, probably, <laughs> meet some people. Like, it's just going to be cool. Like, life is so short. <laughs> like, And I don't know. I'm in my mid-30s now, so, like, I want to do do stuff. Like, I'm tired oh, of yes. waiting and wasting time. Like, so many filmmakers just wait around. They're waiting for the permission to make something. They're waiting for money. They're waiting for something. It's tired of waiting. Just go and make stuff. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's beautiful. It sounds like it's giving you just like a kind of a kick in the ass because it's so inspired. It was so inspiring to you in, yeah. in the best way possible. That's yeah. awesome. If anybody has any questions, get them in here. Um, and yeah, yeah, I saw I, Curious George said, uh, what's the documentary about and what's the Ponte? And he said, where is it available to stream? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the documentary is just uh, uh, five experiencers and their personal experiences. Uh, but they're all similar in a lot of ways which I didn't know when we were going into it. Cause like I said, I wasn't there for the interview. So when I put them in the premiere timeline, which is a video thing, video editing software, like it's just this cut together very naturally because a lot of the same topics and subjects came up within all their interviews, even though they were maybe saying or describing them in different terms and ways, um, especially with like Clifford Mahoudi versus Anjali and stuff like, but like the ideas are the same, which was super interesting to me. So like it just came together super easily. Um, and I, I think it's really entertaining, really compelling. I hope that there is some new information and nuggets in this thing for experienced people like yourself, Priscilla, or other people who watch a lot of alien stuff. Like, I hope there's still new stuff in here. But also, if you're not like experienced with UFOs, that this is something that is going to like bring you into this world and make you more interested in it. 
So that's, yeah, that's Conscious Contact Full Disclosure, and it's available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Voodoo, Xbox, and PlayStation platforms. So pretty much anywhere where you can find a movie. Absolutely. And if, if you watch it, please leave a review, um, one that helps out the movie. But we also want to hear from you guys or reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all that stuff, Dockside Media. Leave us a message. Tell us what you think. Um, we're just looking to connect with everyone. And Absolutely. yeah, if you, if you got a story... You, if you've experienced something, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. I put the link in the description too. So, oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, it should be there. That should take you guys everywhere. And if you want me to add any other links, I can do that too later. I can always add to it. But I just put the one that was in your bio on Twitter on there because that's usually like a good one to like, you know, just add. when you find the website, you can find everything else, I feel like. So, yeah. But yeah, that's great that it's, you are on Amazon. That's instant gratification for people that want to watch it, especially sure. tonight. You know, like people want to sit down yeah. and watch something interesting. But it, it is true, yeah, like, the, Amazon. sorry, go ahead. No, you do. You go ahead. I was going to say, it is true, like, I mean, you just experienced this earlier, Priscilla, where, like, somebody gave you a tip or whatever. Like, when you're creative and you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to get people engaged and watching, like, one of the most deflating things is not hearing anything from anyone. Like, no feedback at all. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's my ego or my narcissism where, like, when I create something, I just want people to let me know what they think do you know what i mean it's it's what drives you in a lot of ways um and so that's why i'm like put a review out there or just reach out to us because i just uh it's so it it's so motivating when you know people like engage with your stuff absolutely yeah i was just gonna say yeah so conscious contact full disclosure it's on amazon uh apple tv itunes google play playstation microsoft and voodoo and then Priscilla, we'll we'll get you a link, uh, an advanced screener for the Ghost of Gettysburg. But oh yeah, you'll have to people, come back for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's available now too on all those same platforms. And yeah, we'll have uh, to have a ghost talk night for sure because I love it. I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, I I think you'll love it. I think you would have been. I think you're gonna be like, dude, the next time you do a haunted campout, <laughs> let me be there. Because well, hopefully I will be on that side of town and I will be, I will be in Pennsylvania. Um, a friend's dad's graduating from Carlisle on this military right, school in Carlisle, or he's retiring, not graduating. He's retiring. So, um, we're going to be there and it's a beautiful state. So there's a lot to see. Um, but yeah, I will yeah. be on that side of the country. So well, and Carlisle some... is like close, like <clears throat> relatively close, close yeah. like an hour. Well, you know, so, being like, in the military, you're used to driving. Like, you know, like we lived in Alaska. I lived in Fairbanks. So to go to anywhere, it was minimum eight hours. So to us, that's like wow. you're going to do something. It's not like you're just driving for eight hours or stuck in traffic for eight hours. True. You're taking a road trip. There's nothing better than road trips, guys. Like, seriously. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's like, yo, so I just went um, and interviewed Richard Doty, and it was out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I fly in. My flight gets in late. It's delayed um rental car like i'd miss end up having to get some real like expensive on whatever didn't get let it get me down but oh, this the part of the story is so, so um where i'm at the person's like oh you guys can you can come stay here i'm like oh no baby i don't care if it's 11 o'clock at night right now yo i gotta get down to roswell right <laughs> it's only a three and a half yeah. hour drive yeah like, oh that's not that's totally not worth it three and a half hours down three and a half hours back and you're doing this interview like the next day at like 1 p.m and i'm just like yo well one i've never been to roswell so that right. makes it worth it two yo instead of getting stock b-roll like off you know like off 
some company's website that right. we would license it from, bro, we can get our own B-roll, throw the drone up, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. that's what I did. And I'm like in the same boat as you is like, dude, I enjoy the adventure. Like, I don't mind the lack of sleep. Like this is, this is, yeah, once in a lifetime stuff, man. Sleeping on the side of a yeah. road on a pull off in a car, <laughs> like trying not to freeze yeah. to death. So you can get a shot of the sun rising with the drone in Roswell over it. It's just like, that's oh, amazing. <laughs> it fires me up, man. How can you not get oh, pumped yeah. about that stuff? So we hope so our stuff, the movies, Sorry. like that kind of passion comes through in the movies. He's not been able to find it in Canada. So is that a... Uh, so conscious contact and then the colon, <clears throat> full disclosure. Yeah, if you Google... I'm, on Amazon, you might have to type in... It depends. If you're searching Amazon Prime, like uh, like Prime Video, if you put in conscious contact, full disclosure, it'll bring it up. If you're just searching Amazon... Sometimes, depending on what oh, your search yeah. history is, et cetera, you got to put or conscious contact, full disclosure, documentary. You have to like add documentary at the end, and then it pulls it up. Furious George, yo, hit me up, Tyler at DocSideMedia.com. You can send me an email. Come hell or high water, bro. If you want to see this, I will, <laughs> get, I will see to it that, that you're watching it in Canada. I mean, we're seeing this being viewed in Norway, um, Australia. Like, it's... Uh, it, it was translated into, geez, six different languages or something like that. So I can't believe they would have done Canada dirty like that. Right. I know. <laughs> Canada's right next door. Yeah. Uh, George is really supportive of like a lot of the channels here too. He's a great guy. So we got to get him able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, what are you guys working on now? So we've talked about conscious contact. You need to watch it. Um, and if you have a problem, you can contact them on Twitter or you can contact me or whatever you want to do. Um, but so what you you said your work, you have the ghost of Gettysburg, right? Coming up or is it out already? That is out. Yeah. It's out now. That's Same out. places. Okay. So yeah, just on Amazon, okay. all that stuff. Um, nice. Um, and then what is, what are you all working on right now? What is your latest, what, what is your ongoing Se project? I guess. Secrets of the Sasquatch. That's Love done. It. All the assets are delivered. Um, and that will be available July 5th is the tentative date for that. Again, that was a sick, sick doc, dude, where we're interviewing <laughs> an anthropologist, um, experiencers, a bunch of experiencers. We did two campouts, right? We're putting up like Sasquatch traps. We got thermal cameras and dude, it was like once in a lifetime experience, man, once in a lifetime. And then Chris does his magic man and strings <laughs> this together into this really really sick doc jesse peak what's up bro jesse in the chat Hello. So jesse peak we went uh he's uh we interviewed him he's a mufon field investigator Very cool. right um and so he is in in plain sight the intelligence community and ufos that doc chris just started editing and that has jesse peak in it it has uh, Richard Doty, right? Who um, was, for people not familiar, he kind was of in the Air Force <laughs> offices, yep, special, special investigations. So that was an awesome time sitting down to interview him, right? And I just like, inter uh, John Ramirez, if you're familiar. I with love him. John, yeah, I had him on. He's such I a great guy. Yeah, you had him just on, Just like right? through and through, just a great guy. Absolutely. I interviewed him for it. 
Um, Tom Carey, who's written like 12, uh, he just, I think his newest novel, Witness to Roswell. Uh, Ooh, that's a new book. It's all shiny. Seven, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish the camera would focus on it. It's like just focused on my face, but, um, yeah, the 71st, 75th anniversary edition. Uh, that's the 12th. Yeah. Roswell, uh, novel he's written. He's like interviewed over 600 uh, witnesses to Roswell, both first and second hand. Um, and then Eric Mintel from Eric Mintel investigates. Um, so that's just, that's just going to be a really awesome doc as well. And from there, um, those are all the docs that we have shot. And then as Chris mentioned, we're going to do one called ghost in the graveyard. We're not sure there is like a, a ghost town with some, Oh, yeah. Paranormal activity there. Called, um, it's oh, an wow. old town called Pandemonium. So I feel like that almost wow. makes for a great name, yeah. right? Ghosts in the Graveyard, pure pandemonium. So I feel like we're going to camp out there and then interview uh, ex people who've had experiences there, right? So we'll get separate interviews of them. And then also, I feel like I'm trying to manifest a remote viewing documentary. That came up while interviewing Richard Doty here last week, which was super sick. I always bring that up during these the Conscious Contact Full Disclosure podcast because I'm like, look, dude, is telepathy, is consciousness, is there something more to all this? Well, the government right. spent two decades and millions yeah. of dollars studying remote viewing and the documents say, oh, it's not like 100%, but like if it affect, you know, if it, say the coin flip is 50% and the remote viewing odds end up making it 54%. Well, dude, there's something to it. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, right. So I think we'll probably do a remote viewing documentary here. Um, and then also uh, like a reincarnation uh, past life regression documentary. I think we're going to Oh my goodness. You guys have so much good stuff out. coming. <laughs> That's dude, we awesome. Love it. We, we're, we're just exploring life's mysteries, trying to get people pumped up and just looking into this stuff. And I think the more people open to it and looking into it, the more that it's part of like, like public discourse and like, um, yeah, I, I think it allows, well, just, it makes more things possible, man. The more that stuff's voiced into the universe, maybe we get some cool, sick disclosure from the government. Yes. Yes. That, like Cause people have to be ready for it. So I think the mm -hmm. more we talk do. about it, and they have to come, people are like, well, we don't have this much evidence. We don't have that. Well, because the stigma, once we break down the stigma, more people are going to come forward. And the more, the more thing that more people come forward, the more likely it is for you to get something that's tangible for whatever you need, you know, or mm -hmm. um, more data points. You know, there's not a bad data point, even if you don't believe it, it's still a piece of information that you have to evaluate. So I'm very excited to see what you guys do. You have wonderful passion, wonderful energy, and very good at what you oh, do. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming on. And will you be on any podcasts coming up? Um, yeah. Who do we have lined up here? We've got. Uh, we have we have one coming the, up. Um, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. Okay. On May nineteenth, at like nine p.m. Uh, yeah, we've been on a bunch recently as well. And if you know reach out to us. We, we love coming on, talking about all this kind of stuff. So, and yeah, it was Priscilla. Thank you so much for having us. And we'd thank love to come back 
talk about ghosts oh, absolutely. in the graveyard, talk about ghosts of Gettysburg, talk yep. about uh, all, about all the spooky Sasquatch, stuff. So, yeah. I like it all. So <laughs> you are welcome back anytime. Thank you. Um, and uh, yes, thanks for coming too, Tyler. Before we get, say, our final goodbye, I want to make sure that everybody knows about two channels that I love these girls. Um, please follow Alien Girl 111 if you're not mm -hmm. following her already because she gives like a morning show. Like, they're, I feel like that's the first UFO morning show I've ever seen. She does like the daily news. Uh, tech, sci-fi, UFO, not sci-fi, but UFO. Um, and then after that, we have Lynn Wallington with Rebellious Ufology, and she does the lineup. So if you're wondering, like, what podcasts are on tonight, who's going to be on them, what are they about, um, Rebellious Ufology does that, and it falls at 8 p.m. Eastern, and I think that Alien Girls is at 7, sorry, 8 a.m. Eastern, and Alien Girls is at 7 a.m. Eastern. And you can translate that. I'm an Eastern person. so. But um, their links are in my channel description if you want to follow those. Well, Tyler and Chris, thank you so much. Hang out for a minute afterwards. Mm -hmm. And thanks again to everybody that was in the live chat tonight sharing um, and just showing up. I really appreciate your support in any way. And if you're listening on Anomalous Podcast Network later on, audio only, thank you so much. Please leave your feedback where you can. Like, subscribe, share, and all that stuff. Have a beautiful night.